Hey, what's up, everybody? Thanks for tuning into the podcast. You got DJ KMB in the house today. WBTD. WBTD, week before the day. Hey, hey, hey. Episode 147. Oh <laughs> Looking at Luke 13. Yeah. Where are we going today, Bob? Uh, you know, we're we're just going to walk through the chapter. And I even was wondering that with Jesus and reading this chapter. Like, Jesus, where are you going? Like, we're yes. talking about... Um, Galileans and the, we're talking about, you know, blood mixtures and then all of a sudden a fig tree. And so hmm. we're just going to go with the flow today and then share a little bit of uh, how we met the Lord and what stuck out to us too. So you want to kick it off and just read those first five verses? I will. Start there. Let's do it. Now there were some present at that time who told Jesus about the Galileans whose blood Pilate had mixed with their sacrifice. Jesus answered, do you think that these Galileans were worse sinners than all the other Galileans because they suffered this way? I tell you, no, but unless you repent, you too will all perish. Or those 18 who died when the tower of Siloam fell on them, do you think they were more guilty than all the others living in Jerusalem? I tell you, no, but unless you repent, you too will all Hmm. perish. I guess Mm -hmm. real quick. First verse, that mixture of blood, pretty crazy, pretty weird. Yeah, what? Well, the Romans were just messed up. They, they would yeah. just sometimes do random attacks. Mm. It'd be like, hey, you're walking on the wrong side of the road, infraction, and just take them out. Okay. And so it wasn't a usual thing or a regular thing, but the Romans would sporadically just attack mm. these people. Okay. You know, who are worshiping or mm-hmm. whatnot. So mm-hmm. that's what we're getting at. But I think... I think the point Jesus is making here in these first five verses, he's Please. talking about <laughs> people are dying and it's part of life. Yeah. And you and I are both going to, like, we're all going to die. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I think that is it. He's just making a, given a reality check. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think there are those moments in our lives too, especially at funerals, obviously, or when you're touched but with a loss of someone you know, someone that you're close to, yeah. that you realize our mortality, yeah. our finiteness. Like, wow, maybe I'm not Superman. I'm not going to live forever. I'm Mm -hmm. not, you know. Mm -hmm. And for some reason here, uh, this is coming on the heels of interpreting the times. Like, when's the end time coming? Mm -hmm. What's going to happen? Jesus is saying, hey, just reality check. We're all going to die. Yeah. And that that really kind of flows into the next couple of verses when he tells an odd parable. Yeah, that's, I think, my, was my, like, was sticking out to me in this chapter was kind of like, okay, I'm tracking with you. You know, let's, let's not compare people, you know, do they mm-hmm. deserve this or deserve that? Cause we're, we're the end for all of us is the same. We all yeah. need to repent. But then, but then there's this, let me tell you a story of a fig tree. <laughs> yeah. You want to like, just read it verses yeah, six through nine. Sure. So this is uh, on right on the heels of the verses we just read. Then he told this parable. A man had a fig tree, planted it in his vineyard, and he went to look for fruit on it, but did not find any. So he said to the man who took care of the vineyard, For three years now I've been coming to look for fruit on this fig tree and haven't found any. Cut it down. Why should it use up the soil? Sir, the man replied, leave it alone for one more year, and I'll dig around it and fertilize it. If it bears fruit next year, fine. If not, then cut it down. Dun, dun, dun. End of parable. (laughs) Like, okay, what's going to happen? Where are we going? Yeah. And so Jesus is kind of fleshing out here and helping people understand that, yes, there is, there is an end. Like Mm -hmm. there's, um, there's an end to your earthly life and there's forever with me, but 
while you're on earth, are you going to live with fruit or are you going to live um, not bearing fruit? Yeah. And then, and literally that's the question he leaves like the disciples or whoever he's talking with here, like, what are you going to do? And to us today. And to you and me. You like, listeners. <laughs> yeah. Are you going to be a, a tree that bears fruit or not? Right. And that's it. We have to answer that question ourselves. Yeah. And so that's kind of where we camped um, here. Like our, so not only are we going, I guess I spent a lot of time reflecting here. Are, you know, are you or aren't you going to bear fruit? But then what does a fruitful life yeah. look like actually? I think we get excited going, duh, of course I want to have a fruitful life. Yes. But you're like, what does that actually mean? Right. And look like practically. Yeah. And so I, do you want to go there? What, what we, cause we kind of landed on a couple of things I think that were helpful. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I think oftentimes we make it way more complicated than it needs to be. Yeah. yeah I think totally. it's one being mindful of God and his presence. Mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. if you want to be fruitful, you're aware that um, you're in the presence of God. And if you're a Christian, you're in Christ and Christ is in you. Yeah. Just that alone, mm-hmm. starting there and being mindful of God's presence, like right now, Sometimes I'll have the church put their hand over their heart and take a big breath. (sighs) Yeah, Holy Spirit's in there. And just be reminded (laughs) of that. The second thing, though, is being mindful of your purpose. Because your purpose Mm -hmm. points you back to God, Mm -hmm. His glory, attention to Him, focus on Him. Yeah. Purpose coming from Him, given by Him. Mm -hmm. And when we are mindful that we're with God and God's with us, and we're reminded for what our, our purpose is here on earth, That'll keep you on on the straight and narrow. That'll keep you on, I guess, aware of this relationship that you have with God. And mm-hmm. that's supposed to ooze and flow and really infiltrate every aspect of life. Mm-hmm. And that's where, again, like the image of bearing fruit comes from a tree that's just cultivated in time. It comes from the DNA, the heart, the innards of the tree. It's not like you can just take an apple and glue it to a tree going, no, I got a fruit tree. Yeah. It's a product <laughs> of the heart. Yeah. And that comes from spending time mm-hmm. and being aware of, of God that you're with him. Mm-hmm. And so... I think people probably have different tools to remind themselves, um, different maybe points of the day they read scripture or you'll set alarm on your phone to pray. Yeah. Like there are these, these sure. moments where they're just reorienting us, reorienting us, reorienting mm-hmm. us to, to God, mm-hmm. to the ways of God. And so I think, is it that simple? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, even right now, there's kind of a shift in our culture to, you know, there's these um, really, what are they called? Like trigger words or these Mm -hmm. like popular words that you're hearing, like, you know, we need to be mindful and we need to be intentional. And um, all of those things are well and good when, um, I mean, if if you're going to be a Christian and you're going to abide with Christ, we want to be mindful and we want to be intentional um, unto the Lord. Yes. So, you know, because otherwise our fruit quickly becomes Bobby's fruit and it becomes, you know, a works righteousness and it yeah. becomes, you know, I've done this hard work. So look at how, you know, patterns in my life are changing mm-hmm. from, um, maybe a sinful pattern or a pattern that's not helpful or, or is definitely hurtful to myself or others to no, I've set up boundaries and I've been the one, you know, it's, it's me and it's yeah. my works and it's my fruit. Yeah. Well, the difference is as Christians, we are mindful of the presence of God with us mm-hmm. and we're intentional about us walking in obedience with the spirit. Yeah. So then the fruit is the Lord's fruit cultivated yeah. in our lives. And I would say, I'm proud of you. I'll bless you right now because I think you do that well. (laughs) I think when I'm home with our kids by myself, all four of them, and like trying to change diapers, get food ready, get someone off the other one, (laughs) stop hitting each other with Legos. That doesn't happen. I'm like, yeah, never. I'm like uh, surviving, having fun, but surviving. 
I come home and I'm like, Bobby, how was your day? And you're changing diapers, you're making food, but you're having Holy Spirit moments all day because <laughs> you do a, a good job by God's grace of being mindful and aware that you are in God's um, presence. And so no, thank you. just good job. And for you listening, like Bobby, and there's many other people in our church that do a great job of this, of being mindful of the the presence of God in the mm. mundane moments. And mm-hmm. it's from that place and that relationship is where you will bear fruit in your life. It's not just a quick, boom, credit card swipe. I got it now. Mm-hmm. It takes time to cultivate just like a tree takes time to cultivate its fruit. Mm-hmm. And it comes from spending time being aware of who God is and who you are and, and how you're using diaper changing, meal cooking, work time, driving, whatever. Yeah to spend time with God. Yeah. All those moments, Paul, Paul David Tripp calls those opportunities of grace. Yeah. How, you know, you might call it, you know, a pain in the rear, but really there's an opportunity there to invite the Holy Spirit in and say, you know, what are you up to and how can I partner with you? I want to be fruitful. And then I like at the end of this chapter, Jesus reminds us saying, Mm -hmm. Hey, you want a fruitful life? There's only one way. That's the next thing. Yeah, I was yeah. going to walk to. Right. And so that's, you know, because in our own in our own works, like we can like, oh, we did this. We've achieved this. We're, the, the end goal is all the same. And we got there. Well, really, Jesus throughout this chapter is saying, you know, the end goal is life with me eternal. And I'm the, there's only one way. I'm yeah. the way. Verse 22, 23, 24 mm-hmm. says, then Jesus went through the towns and the villages teaching as he made his way to Jerusalem. And someone asked him, Lord, are only a few people going to be saved? Mm. He said to them, make every effort to enter through the narrow door because many, I tell you, will try to enter and will not be able to. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so I think his, I mean, you could keep reading, it talks about people will come to the door and knock and Jesus is going to say, I didn't know you. Right. And that's because I think those people who might have thought they were Christians were doing it unto their own glory, out of their mm-hmm. own power, their own ability, not unto the Lord mm-hmm, and under mm-hmm. his, un, unto his glory. Mm-hmm. And so... He's saying that narrow door, other scriptures, he talks about the narrow gate, the narrow path, yeah. narrow road. Um, he's saying there's only one way. Yep. And it's yep. through a relationship with me. And thank goodness, you guys, that that way is actually a uh, gracious, loving way. Oh, it's yeah. Not, it's, you know, it's not we, like you said at the very beginning of this, we make it harder yeah, yeah. than it is. And so yeah. at the very beginning, this passage says repent. And so that's a great place if you need to pause right now. And uh, you need to say, I got to start this way on the narrow road. I need to start abiding. Like the first thing is, is repenting. Repenting and believing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's right. Cause we're, we're not going to live forever. That's what he's getting at. Yeah. And thank goodness. Yeah. <laughs> get eternity with him. That's right. You have anything else you want to add? No. Well, did you want to t- pause and touch on ch- uh, verse 11 or 10? Oh yeah. Sorry. One more random, just a little random thing that stood out to me yeah. was that that woman that was healed. When you read verses 10 and 11, it talks about how there is a spirit who is causing mm-hmm. this, this inf- malady, this malady, yeah. right? And the Lord brought healing to her. Yeah. And so it makes us uncomfortable because people oftentimes abuse us. Like, hey, you're sick because sure. you did this. Or mm-hmm. we over spiritualize. We over spiritualize yeah. things. So you can't over spiritualize things, but simultaneously you have to have all the cards on the table. Yeah. Just as a doctor goes through and tries to eliminate variables and try to figure out the root cause for mm-hmm. an injury or mm-hmm. illness. So we too need to come before the Lord and we, we seek medical help if we're having some physical issues, but at the same time, we're also repenting yeah. and come to the Lord saying, God, if there's some kind of spiritual reality affecting my physical reality, yeah. would you help me see that, confess it, turn from it and invite the way of the Lord back into my life? Yeah. Because it is a real thing. It really is. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's one that we have to walk carefully through because you don't want anyone to feel shame when there's not 
totally a sin that needs to be confessed. Totally. And they simply have yep. some bias or something. Ooh, I don't yep. know. Yep. So anyways, I just wanted to add that in there. I think that was helpful. Cool. Super helpful. So we got <laughs> so thanks for tuning into the podcast. Every Monday we're here, and uh, we'll bring it to you Wednesday and Friday as well. Yeah. Luke 13. Thanks for listening, you guys. God bless God you. God bless you. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord turn his countenance towards you and give you his peace. Have a great day.